speaking of going beyond expectations, uh, some people have called it. I'm not exactly sure. Maybe we can talk about it. They've, you know, they've called it the the one of the biggest upsets in UFC history. Uh, I, I feel like I've seen bigger, but uh, Juliana Pena defeats Amanda Nunes, cashes at seven to one odds via second round submission, rear naked choke. She cashed at plus twenty five hundred to win by submission, plus sixteen fifty to win inside the distance, uh, under two and a half rounds, cashed at uh, minus one fifty. Fight goes a distance, no, cashed at minus four hundred. Pena now improves to six and two since her twenty thirteen UFC debut, and she is now the women's bantamweight champion. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, you know, I guess it, as far as women's MMA, it's got to be, you know, it's got to be one of the biggest upsets in history. Uh, Lucky Locks, did you have anything on this one? What did you think about this fight? Yeah, I'm just realizing how much my action was on the prelims. I, I didn't have anything uh, <laughs> on this one. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I wanted Pena to win. Did I think it was going to happen? Hell no. But uh, here we are, man. I mean, I'm sure I'm not in the minority for, uh, for thinking that. Uh, personally, I've never been all over the... Nunez like greatest goat all this stuff I mean I've always kind of been of the opinion that Valentina would would probably beat her if they you know were the same size or even maybe a little closer in size um I mean the commentary was basically calling Amanda like the greatest athlete on the face of the earth when like, <laughs> she was walking out I was like what? but anyways I you know I won't get into that my eyes were rolling in the back of my head but uh I'm, I don't want to come off as one of those guys that's like oh Amanda only has like she just spams the overhand right blah 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 like obviously she's very very skilled um, but yeah, I mean, Liam kind of alluded to this earlier uh, at the very start of the show. Like, he's kind of saying the writing's on the wall a little bit. Uh, I mean, Nunez, like, they're exchanging punches, and like, this isn't supposed to happen. I mean, like, Pena's not supposed to be still in there with you banging it out. Uh, Nunez, I didn't think she looked all that great on the feet in round one. Obviously, got the takedown, good control, clear Nunez round. But round two, Pena just stepped into the fire and really put it on her, like, stood in the pocket, banged it out. It was unbelievable. And this honestly was a fight that. I wasn't really looking forward to that much just because I felt like it wasn't going to be a great scrap, but boy, was I wrong. Like my blood was pumping during that one. Uh, I was yelling at my screen for uh, Pena to keep going. I thought it was an awesome performance and she started landing. Nunez was looking labored. She was looking tired and she just kind of looked like she was losing hope a little bit. She was feeling like this, you know, this isn't supposed to happen. You know, uh, I'm not supposed to be in this position and uh, I'd probably still go Amanda if they run it back. I think a couple adjustments and, and she probably wins this one and maybe not even anything big, just a little bit, something mental, just a mindset adjustment could be all she needs, but uh, awesome performance from Pena. And obviously I don't want to take anything away. Uh, I was happy to see it. I had no money there, so I couldn't uh, really be too upset with the result. And, and it was honestly really fun. A fight that I didn't think was going to deliver that much ended up being one of the ones that delivered the most for me. Uh, entertainment wise so uh yeah it was a great fight i thought yeah as far as like a fight that i was looking forward to this was i had zero expectations of this fight i thought this fight was going to be a complete non-event to be completely honest uh yeah liam did you have anything on this what did you think about this fight uh i think it's chael sonnen that says it's not, you know, just a hard fight that's going to get you. You know, if you're ready for a hard fight, a hard fight is just part of the business. But it's the fight that you don't think is going to be hard, that turns out to be hard, that makes you just completely fall apart mentally. And, and it's a very true 
phenomena. And I think on top of that, uh, I, I think Amanda's done um, at a competitive standpoint here. Fire didn't, didn't seem to be there. Um, too happy to be there. Big smile on her face, you know, and, and that's all fine and dandy. Uh, if it's like a violent smile, you know, if it's like a, and we're here to hurt people smile. It was like a, I'm happy to be here smile. And uh, that to me, is just the wrong um, fire for a cage fighter. It's possible that the sting of defeat will, will bring her back here, but she made it already. She already won. Um, she's done with life, you know, and in a lot of ways, that's my regret um, in my read on this fight is that uh, shouldn't have had confidence in her to still have any fire in the spot. With that being said, you know, I, I really don't hate my read on this fight, even retrospectively, which is that I thought Amanda was the better grappler. Um, and so I thought she was going to engage in a lot of grappling here at the behest of Pena and come out on top in those exchanges. I thought, broadly speaking, she was doing that in the first round. Um, but Overall, Pena was the one who had better conditioning, who was better prepared, better poised in the moment, ends up getting the finish. It was really impressive stuff. I was at a Buffalo Wild Wings where everybody was going absolutely bananas. Uh, and so I was happy for everybody. I'm sure a lot of people made a lot of money on that fight. Um, you know, it didn't cost me a ton of money. I had a couple of parlays, um, you know, crash on that. But uh, it cost me a lot in potential winnings, let's say. Um but I, I just thought overall it was kind of a stunt performance and, and maybe indicates that Amanda's not um, not long for the sport. You know, I think maybe she does the rematch and if it goes poorly, she rides off into the sunset. And, you know, Juliana Pena, she's going to have the same motivation next time, which is like, you don't really do it until you do it twice. Whereas Amanda's going to come in like, ah, do I really want to even do this anymore? And she beat me up last time. It was pretty embarrassing. Like, I just feel like all the mental aspects of that fight would be wrong for a rematch. Uh, but again, let, let's see what Amanda has to say about it. Um, Got to let this one sink in a little bit. Really devastating result for her. But glorious for Juliana Pena. The thrill and the agony is like the best marketing tool the UFC has ever come up with. Um, it's it's just the, the God's honest truth about the fight game. And uh, what a win for Juliana Pena. But... I just, I, I couldn't believe my eyes. I thought that uh, that was a real underperformance from Nunes. Yeah, it was uh, just unbelievable. I thought uh, it was a huge win for Pena uh, just surviving on the ground at the very beginning of the fight uh, in the first opening minutes of uh, the first round. She did a good job early of surviving those early submission attempts from Amanda. And I feel like Pena felt her power and was just like, you know, his, uh, just like how she said in, in all the promos that she showed, uh, that they showed, you know, uh, other girls are, you know, other girls are already defeated when they step in there and they're scared of her and they're scared of, you know, the myth or, you know, the legend of Amanda Nunes' power. And once you feel that power and you think that you can take it, you just start walking forward. I think that... Uh, uh, Juliana just started walking forward and just <laughs> literally started leading with her face. And like I said off camera, she was playing, she was doing the rope-a-dope, but without the blocking. And she just started answering back and moving forward. And uh, yeah, I was super surprised how fast Amanda tapped and there was no hooks in. 
And it was just that was clear that it was just more of exhaustion and more of just like mental defeat and kind of panic. Um, one thing that I will say, there was almost a look of relief on Amanda Nunes's face uh, when Juliana Pena was announced the winner. Like almost like you, she just got all of this off her shoulder. And uh, I remember a similar thing with Devison Figueredo when he lost to Brendan Moreno. And I don't know if that if that might be if that's a similar type thing. I know it's way more to a a, a bigger extent with Amanda because she was you know hadn't had a loss in you know years and years. Uh, but I also think it has to do with the weight cut. And being able to be like, I don't have to do this anymore. You know, now they can't force me to do this anymore. I lost a fight. I dropped the belt. I don't have to do this anymore. Uh, one thing I will say, Liam, uh, we saw a huge fluke. We saw a massive fluke with uh, Sergio Pettis uh, over Horiguchi last weekend. Would you consider this to be a fluke? Is this a fluke? No. And that's the saddest part of it all, dude. It wasn't even a fluke, I don't think. Um, I think that, you know, if they run this match back again, yeah, I would have to bet on on Juliana if she's an underdog uh, going into the next fight. And, and the reason being is simple. Like, I, I felt like this was – it looked like the Jan Blahovich result as well where somebody just concedes and, like, mentally shows that sign of defeat. I don't like to see that um, from a fighter. Uh, I thought it was like a really concerning sign from Amanda. Um, no fight on the choke. You know, think about Michael Bisping and George St. Pierre. Michael Bisping goes to sleep, fighting the hands, blood strickling out of his face. That's the guy I want to bet on. And that's, and by the way, that's late stage Michael Bisping. So it's like there are certain fighters that are going to give everything they have for it. And there are certain fighters that simply won't. And Amanda showed me tonight that. When she's got things going well, she's an absolute hammer. But when it starts to go poorly, even for, I don't know, three minutes, she could just check out mentally from the, from the fight. Uh, so, yeah, it can't, can't bet on Amanda at, at Big Chalk anymore. Um, uh, unless she's fighting a new opponent, then I'll reconsider. But uh, not, not against this girl. This girl is an effing marauder uh, who's not afraid of her own physical health and safety. Uh, I do think she still makes the same mistakes in the grappling. My read on this fight was she was going to put her head in the hole on a guillotine and get submitted, and uh, that was pretty close to playing out in the first round. But Amanda didn't seem like she's going to push a grappling-heavy game plan. You know, she didn't come back out and shoot relentless takedowns in round two to get it back uh, to a positive position. She's instead swanging and banging on the feet like it was her first day in the gym. It was it was insane. Yeah. Um... You, you reminded me of something, and, and I, I noticed this with boxing, and I noticed it even more with MMA. When underdogs win and they have a rematch, and the, you know, the, the fighter who won is the underdog again, that mostly always goes to the underdog the second time. Uh, I, I know with Moreno, it was similar to that. I, Tyson Fury, similar to that. I don't know what it is, but most all the time when these underdogs come in, if these – I guess with both of those that I just said, there was the draw in the first fight. But, uh, yeah, uh, Lucky Locks, I'll ask you, uh, is this a fluke? No, I'm going to have to agree with Liam. I, I really don't think it is. I mean, this wasn't like Amanda was just absolutely pounding the piss out of her, and then she just lands a, a crazy spinning back fist like we saw Sergio Pettis do. Like, 
this was like i mean yeah amanda she just didn't like it she she got some resistance and really didn't like it and uh yeah it's obviously gonna make i think all of us pretty cautious about uh placing another wager on her especially i think they put out odds like just future event odds for uh this rematch i guess should it ever get booked and amanda nunes was minus 250 i mean i'm not lining up to to bang that line that's for sure i saw i saw minus 300 yeah and, so even, and i even mean worse yeah uh <laughs> that reminds me of something i wanted to mention this the broadcast at the top of the broadcast giving out favor uh, a, a chalk parlay o'malley nunez uh, poirier and that stuff is so bothering to me i i just don't bet don't advertise. I mean, it's all good to, you know, have personal parlays and stuff like that and go for those long shots, but don't advertise stupid bets like that. <laughs> you know, even if it wins, it's it's just bad business. Like you're going to lose money more times than not and they're just like bet this parlay and then <laughs> they show not to mention the guy who lost $336,000 tonight betting on Amanda Nunes and they kick off the broadcast a bet that they advertised at the top of the pay-per-view just ridiculous stuff uh and not even him but the real loser of tonight Kayla Harrison because it looked like they were trying to set up you know this this super fight between Harrison and Nunes and now that's completely out the window now that fight has zero value in my opinion um, and literally, like Jermaine Durandamine, who's likely going to retire, has a has a win over the current champion Juliana Pena. Uh, so the <laughs> UFC bantamweight division just turned has just gone completely crazy. Uh, Liam, as far as uh, Nunez and Pena, do you have any final thoughts on uh, this before we move on to the main event? I was going to say, just for Kayla Harrison's purposes, you know, I think this actually is like kind of a perfect outcome for her. Obviously, this is out on the opportunity for the, the massive fight, like you mentioned. However, Amanda's a friend, a training partner. Uh, so now she gets to avoid that roadblock. Juliana Pena, in my opinion, very winnable fight for Kayla Harrison. And then if she is able to win the title, I feel like the UFC would love to promote the next dominant champion that they could find for 35 um, so I, I think that it's much more likely somebody like Kayla Harrison could fill that role than somebody like Juliana Pena. I think if Juliana doesn't fight Amanda in her next fight and she is favored heavily, I will be considering a bet on the other side for sure. But I will also acknowledge, like, I, I, I did see notable striking improvements from Juliana Pena. And oh, yeah. I think those, I, I, man, I'm, I'm curious to see who all is training there because they've been turning out some, some pretty damn good fighters, uh, in my opinion. Chicago, stand up, baby. Yeah. Um, yeah, I will say, you know, I will say this. This loss tonight, though, I feel like makes us way more closer now to Harrison versus Cyborg than we ever were. Because now, you know, now there's more of an incentive of they can book that and market that as, like, who is the true featherweight goat, you know, even though Amanda lost at bantamweight. But... Another thing that they could do, and I heard they, they asked uh, Juliana this twice, uh, you know, they could do the, another super fight and, tr and try to make Juliana two-division champion while doing it and have Juliana move up to featherweight uh, and, you know, challenge Amanda in the rematch at 145. 
Uh, I know Juliana's. She doesn't really have the frame for that. Uh, Lucky Locks, do you have any final thoughts before we move to the main event? I mean, I guess just to piggyback on Kayla Harrison. I mean, I was I was locked and loaded and ready to fire uh, on Kayla Harrison as an underdog if that Nunes fight ever got made. So I was a little bit bummed that it's a lot less likely to happen now. And if it does happen, I don't think the line will be quite as tilted as I was hoping it would be for that one. So. You know, we maybe we get it down the line, but I, we definitely won't get as good of a number on uh, Kayla as we probably would have if Amanda came through here. Yeah, and like Liam said, I guess you know, as far as money making goes, um, uh, Kayla lost tonight, but you know, she definitely now has, you know, she's now still undefeated, and Amanda has been knocked off her throne. So you know, there really is no reason for those two to fight now. Uh, they can definitely you know, build up for Pena Harrison, which I think would be a wash to be completely honest, but crazier things have happened as, <laughs> as uh, you know, as, as evident as that is at UFC 269. Uh, so who knows? This just makes things, this is just wild. This is similar to, uh, you know, Andy Ruiz uh, winning the heavyweight championship. This is, as this is just wild, wild stuff. And I don't think, I got to say, I had not that much interest. I had really no interest in this fight coming into it. But I got to say, if they do fight again, I will be, you know, very interested in in this rematch. And this is the type of thing that the UFC likes. Uh, If Nunes can come back and bounce back from this uh, and recapture the gold, it's good for them. And even if she loses then you have an absolute superstar in Juliana Pena who knocked off Amanda Nunes twice. So it's really win-win for uh, the UFC uh, for this one.